Hey guys, just giving you a heads up on this podcast while you're listening. I just want to tell you in advance that the sound quality of this podcast is not the best. I was recording it in my car over speaker and I didn't realize it at the time, but the content is still fire. It's still something you're going to want to hear and listen to. So my apologies in advance for the uh, quality of the sound but the quality of information and knowledge you're going to get today is incredible. So definitely keep on listening and thank you for working with me on the sound quality of this episode. Hey y'all, it's Mackenzie Fox back at you with episode three of Just Mackenzie Things. I remember that I said in my first podcast, I said that I was just doing this for fun, which I am. And I have the type of personality where when I start a project or I start something, ideas just come rolling off my head and I just I just get going and it it doesn't stop and so ever since I made my first episode my brain's just been like meow, 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 with all these ideas and all these things to talk about and who knows I might make 10 of these and be like okay I'm already done I'm I'm over it but while I'm thinking of the ideas and while these topics are coming to my brain I'm going to talk about them because it would be stupid of me not to. But I'm excited to make today's podcast and to talk a little bit about something for you. Um, I will preface that today's topic is a little bit heavier, um, graphic-ish, I guess. And um, if it's something that you have struggled with in the past or maybe you are struggling with right now, and talking about it could be potentially triggering for you. Uh, I'm giving this as your warning to maybe step off if it's something that um, you can't mentally handle right now. Or if it is something you want to hear about, then stay on and maybe you'll get a little nugget of knowledge or insight today. But today I'm going to be talking about how I overcame my undiagnosed eating disorder. Now, I will start off by saying that I did not realize that I was exhibiting eating disorder behaviors until probably a year and a half after the fact and after the season of life that I was going through because I will say when you are going through something like that, um, mentally you're not really in the right place to understand that it's wrong or not even wrong, but harmful to you, harmful to your body, to your mental state, but at the time I didn't know that. I thought everything I was doing was normal, I was completely fine, and that nothing was wrong with the way I was looking at food, how much food, or I guess I should say how little of food I was eating, um, my exercise habits, I didn't think anything was wrong at the time until later, until a year and a half later. <laughs> they always say hindsight is twenty twenty, and um, now that I am out of it, I can see a much clearer picture of what was going on and why I was exhibiting um, eating disorder behaviors. So, story time. So, I have said in probably both of my podcasts that I was a dancer. So, I danced on the Palm Squad, hashtag go see Palm, stars for life. Um, I was a dance teacher. Um, so, I was a very active girl, obviously kept a healthy lifestyle just because of Doing those two things, um, I had to remain healthy to be able to compete on the level that I was, to train every morning, and then to go to class all day, and then to teach dance all night. 
Um, but problems started arising my senior year of college. And I'm actually going to talk to you about why I think I kind of got into this eating disorder mindset. So in college, I was dating this guy, and I'm not going to display the full story of it, but my senior year, I found out that he cheated on me. And for any girl and any woman that has been cheated on, that is an awful experience. It is not something I wish on even my worst enemy. Um, it is just a really heartbreaking um, experience, and it just really makes you question your own worth and how lovable you are when you walk through something like that, especially if you were in a long-term relationship. So I was cheated on. Um, I'm definitely over that now, but at the time, I did not know what to do. And I remember the first couple of days after the breakup, because I found out I had a best friend um, give me a book called, it's called a breakup because it's broken. And so she gave me this book and I read it and it was so insightful and so helpful. And it was just talking about like how you can also work on yourself um, and that there was clearly something wrong with the relationship. And so you shouldn't feel bad about it ending and you didn't do anything wrong like it was broken so it's best that you let it go so when the breakup happened and when the cheating happened I made a promise to myself I said you know what it's my senior year of college um I've got a lot of things going for me it's my last year with all of my friends who live from out of state um it's your last year of palm you're the captain like take advantage of that um you have so many awesome dances this year that you're choreographing like this is the year you need to focus on all of those things and you need to focus on yourself so when I say focus on myself I made my first ever commitment to health and wellness and like I said before I was already a healthy individual now did I eat a lot of Chick-fil-a yes but overall I was healthy I was not Health was not a major concern in my life. Generally, I was have always been a healthy person. But I, I made this commitment to health. I was like, I'm going to work out all the time. I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to do Pilates. I'm going to run a marathon. And keep in mind, none of these things that I w was doing were inherently bad. Eating healthy is not inherently bad. Wanting to run is not inherently bad. Wanting to do Pilates, wanting to um, work out. Uh, none of those things were inherently bad. However, I made these commitments to myself and then this big snowball effect of taking these things to the extreme began. And I'll kind of talk about some of those behaviors as well so you can kind of see where these patterns lie and see what was going on so you can also be aware that if you are exhibiting these behaviors that this is not good and something has to change so first off was my dietary um, eating habits so like I said one of my promises to myself was to start eating healthier so I took this to the extreme and I got a calorie tracking app and I tracked every single food I ate and I ate so minimally I maybe ate 1200 calories a day and to put that in perspective that is like the diet of a five-year-old kid 
And there were some days I was maybe eating 900 calories a day, which is so, so low. Like, I don't, I'm not this extreme health expert, but if you want to look up the caloric intake of that and how unhealthy that is, go look it up on Google because 900 calories a day, even 1,200 calories a day for a 22-year-old woman is not healthy. So I was tracking all of my calories, and every day I would eat, like, a Cliff Bar. I drank Zeal. Um, for lunch, I would eat a meal prep, which was about 400 calories. I bought all these meal preps, and I had this weird obsession with dates, like the fruit. And so I would eat three dates and put this pumpkin butter on them from Trader Joe's, and I would track me eating three dates with pumpkin butter. I put that in the app. And then for dinner, I ate a meal prep or I ate something. I had this obsession with rice cakes. Um, so I was not eating a lot. And let me just say, too, that if I was not working out as much as I was, this diet and this calorie restriction wouldn't have been as bad. But the calorie restriction itself was already bad. Um because I wasn't trying to lose weight. That was not my goal. My goal when I started my health and wellness was to just like be like, I'm healthy and I'm this. Because I was already a pretty tiny girl. There was no need for me to lose any weight. So um, what I'm saying here about calories might not pertain if you are trying to lose weight. But I was not. I was not trying. I was not intensely trying to lose weight. And so I was eating a very small amount of calories which was already unhealthy for what I was trying to accomplish. I was not trying to lose weight. But then on top of that, I was burning probably two to 3,000 calories a day. And I'll just kind of give you an idea of how my day went when it came to exercising. So um, as a college palm girl, I'd wake up at 5.15. I would go to practice. We would run um, one to two miles. I can't really remember if my senior year my coach had us running. Um, running was just kind of like a part of our regimen. There was nothing abnormal about that. I don't remember how much we were running, but we ran, and as a dancer, and specifically a competitive dancer, you do what's called full out. So you're doing this really hard technical routine. So I'm flipping, I'm doing aerials, I'm turning, I'm leaping. Um, you're having to use all of your body's energy, that everything you have inside of you. You're also screaming. Because when you're on a dance team, you're screaming for each other, you're encouraging each other. So you are expending a lot of energy before 8 a.m. even hits. Like, I probably expended more energy before 8 a.m. on a single day than I now do within three weeks. So, like, I poured my whole self into Palm every day, and we all did. The whole team did. So I'm busting my butt, dancing, screaming. So we're burning a lot of calories. You never end the practice not sweating your face off, having to shower. I mean, we were dead by 8 o'clock, but we still had a whole day ahead of us. We all went to class. We all had jobs. So by 8 o'clock, I already burned all these calories, okay? And probably burned more calories than you should in a day. But that was just the, that was just the start of the day. I still did more in the day. So then I would go to class. And I would find time to go take these really intense Pilates classes, not the ones where you're just laying on the reformer with your feet in the straps. I was taking these athletic 
Pilates classes that were more like cardio Pilates. So I already did Palm for the day. Then I was doing these hard Pilates classes. Then I was training for a half marathon. So on some days I was running four to five miles a day um, on top of already going to Palm, on top of already doing Pilates. And I I still really do want to say none of this is to sound show-offish. This is not to be like, I did this, I did that. I'm trying to explain to you how insane I was being about health and how unhealthy this is. So none of this I'm saying is to be like, pat me on the back. This was all really, honestly, psychotic that I was doing all of this. And so I was running, training for this half marathon, and then at night I would go teach dance to all my kids. And when I teach dance, or at least when I used to, I got really into it. Like, I'd be screaming, the the music would be blaring. I would always get in trouble for the music blaring, too. It was so funny. I was like, whatever, I'm going to keep it blaring anyways. But I would be up dancing with the kids, like clapping, doing a full out with them. Um, and I decided to have a lot of energy, too, to be around, um, like, eight-year-olds. And then I would have my teens later. And so I was just with all these kids all night. So... I was burning energy, like I was burning calories all day, but I was bringing in no calories, like 1,200 calories a day. So I started to lose a lot of weight, clearly, because this was my day-to-day lifestyle, eating basically nothing, like cracker, and then burning all of this energy off. So I was losing weight rapidly, and I lost about 10 pounds in a month. And 10 pounds doesn't sound like a lot, but I was already very small, so when I lost 10 pounds, I looked really, really small. And people did start to say stuff to me. They were like, dang, you're so little. Um, you're so tiny. But, like, I took it as a compliment. Like, I ate it up because I was just like, dang, that means my, my health journey's working. And it's, it's hard to even escape it, too, because dancers will understand, but when I was dancing, I was up wearing a sports bra and booty shorts at 6 a.m. And so when I was that little, I'm just going to keep it straight with you. I would look in the mirror and I was like, dang, I do look good. Like, I'm tiny and I look really good. So when you look at yourself and you think you look good, even if you're using way too unhealthy of ways to look like that, you don't even think about it because you're like, well, dang, I look amazing. People are telling me I look good. They're telling me I look little and tiny and in society, you correlate tiny and little with attract attractiveness. And so I saw no problem with me eating this um, little of amount of food and burning this many calories. So that was kind of like the first three or four-ish months. I was just losing the weight, eating literally nothing, and um, burning all of my calories every single day. I don't, I don't know how I lived. I really don't. My face did look good because I drank a lot of water, but I was very, very small. And then the problem started to come up, and I started to really see that this was not only a physical problem, but kind of a mental problem. And I remember I came home for break, and when I came home, my family was not at home eating rice cakes and working out 50 times a day like I was. So when I came home for my two-week Christmas break, I put all of my weight, and I'm doing a little bunny ears because it wasn't weight to begin with, but I put it all back on. So I gained that weight back. And then I was a normal 
healthy weight again. But I was freaking out. I was like, oh my gosh, like, I let myself down, my health journey, I'm eating too many calories, I'm fat. I literally thought I was fat. And I was not fat. I was an extremely normal, healthy body weight. But I came home for Christmas, and I was doing the normal Christmas things you should, like eating cookies, uh, making Christmas crack. If you don't know what that is, you need to look it up. It's amazing. Uh, just enjoying family dishes and just normalcy with my family. But I have become so obsessed with this unattainable health lifestyle that normalcy made me feel like I was sad. So I came home from break, or I was on break, I gained the weight back, and um, I thought I was fat. And I was not fat. I was completely normal body weight. And every winter break on Palm, we would go back um, a week before college classes started, and we would do these extra practices. And I, this is after I gained the weight back, whatever weight it was. So I gained the weight back, and I always loved winter practice for Palm. I thought they were fun because we were, like, at a dance studio. We weren't in the gym, and I'd always just be jacking around doing something stupid. Um, shout out to my coach who always dealt with my crazy shenanigans. Um, but I loved winter practice. But I remember internally, and I guarantee you my teammates don't, still to this day don't even know this, but I remember I was just looking in the mirror while my coach is coaching and we're just dancing and we have these breaks and we're cleaning the routine. I was looking in the mirror thinking to myself, oh, my God, I'm fat. Oh, my God, I'm fat. Like everybody on the team probably thinks I'm fat. I was actually having these thoughts during practice. And if you were on the team with me at this time, you probably had no idea that I was thinking these things because I would never say that out loud. But in my head, I was like, wow, I'm fat. Like, my team probably thinks I've gained weight. So that's when I started to kind of realize that, like, what was going on was not healthy. And this is when it gets worse. So I gained the weight back. I looked like a normal human being, and I thought I was fat. So I was trying to um, decrease my calorie intake again. I felt bad for eating anything unhealthy. So, like, if I had an ice cream, I felt bad. Um, if I ate a cookie, I felt bad because I was so, like, rice cake queen and grilled chicken that when I ate anything that a normal person would consider enjoyable, I felt bad. And then around, like, January or February of my senior year, you know, you get busy with life and you're doing school and whatever you're doing at the time. And I then realized I had not, and this is, like, kind of the graphic part-ish, I had not had a period since I started my health kick, okay? Let me explain if you don't understand. Not having a period is not healthy, unless you're pregnant, and I was not pregnant. But I was not having a period for months, and I was just so obsessed with my eating and my burning calories that I didn't even realize I wasn't having a period. And I was telling my friends, I'm like, guys, I don't have a period. And they were like, um, that's really bad. You need to go to a doctor. And then I, then my doctor was saying something to me like I had athletic, I won't even be able to say this right. It's like anaremia, like A-N-H-E-R, amoria. If I remember it, I will say what it is called on the next podcast. But basically, I was running myself 
so to the ground, like running myself dry just by working out psychotically and eating nothing that like I was not menstruating for months because my body didn't even have the nutrients to do so, which is unhealthy. Like this is not good for a woman's body long term. So that was when I was like, oh, shoot, this is bad. Um, I'm still eating like this, still doing my thing. And I knew it was getting really bad, too, when I could not just enjoy food. And then it almost became like a drug because when I would eat a food that um, was enjoyable, like a brownie, I would eat like 10 of them. So at um, one of the palm competitions, I had a really good friend, um, and she was also my assistant coach. And we were on the squad together, and then she became my assistant coach and we had always been super close I always felt comfortable like telling her anything I was really going through and I told her I said hey like I there's something going on with me because I feel bad for eating Dairy Queen like we all went to Dairy Queen or something and I told her I said I feel guilty eating this ice cream and um she like started to help me through it and kind of told me like you know like it's okay to, like, eat an ice cream, and, like, it's okay, and, like, you don't have to feel bad, and she was just so helpful at the time, and she probably doesn't even realize how helpful she was um, to me during the season, because I didn't fully explain everything, but I just kind of gave little nuggets of, like, hey, like, I'm really mentally struggling with eating food, Um, so it continued on for a couple months, and honestly, the way I broke away from it is, This sounds really crazy, but I think a lot of the times, women specifically, we can develop these unhealthy eating habits um, and unhealthy lifestyle choices because we're trying to control something. And my friend even told me that, too. And when I think about what triggered this lifestyle for me, it was when I got cheated on, and that fell out of my control. I wanted to feel safe and secure in a relationship, and then that breach of safety and security was broken, and so I had to control something in my life. I had to control, like, my body or control myself, and so I became obsessed with, like, controlling this aspect um, that when I actually met another guy um, at the end of, not the end of my senior year, but, like, beginning in that summer, um, I just felt so safe and loved around him, and I remember I I was still kind of going through the eating struggles, and he was so funny. He didn't even, like, really realize um, what I was going through, but I was like, I would tell him, I was like, I, I'm so fat, and he, he was country. It was so cute. He'd be like, you're tiny, tiny. Like, you're really small. Like, I could pick you up with one arm, and he would say all these things to me, and I was like, oh, I guess I really am small. Like, and he just wanted to take me out to do fun things and take me out to eat. And that was kind of when I, like, loosened up and I realized, like, you know, like, people are going to love me whether or not I'm a stick or not. Because I think in my mind I was like, if I'm perfectly tiny and skinny and I eat perfectly and I work out perfectly, that's going to make me more lovable. And... He was such a saving grace in my life at that point, too, because I just felt loved for me and not necessarily for how I looked or how I ate, and that's kind of when I loosened up because he would, like, make fun of some of the things I ate, and he was all about, like, meat and steak, and I was just like, oh, my God, I'm eating chicken. He's like, no, you're not. I was like, okay, fine. 
So I, like, got back to, like, living a normal eating life. And um, two years later, now, I I would say I eat pretty normal. I'm still pretty healthy. I'm not working out as much as I was. I'm not waking up at 5 a.m. to go to palm practice, and I'm not teaching dance all night. I'm not. I'm definitely not training for a marathon, but I still, like, walk and um, run. And I do things now, like, for enjoyment. So when I work out, it's because I enjoy it, not because I feel like I need to burn all these calories. And when I eat, it's, it's because I enjoy it, and I don't necessarily starve myself I don't necessarily engulf myself either so like I eat a normal breakfast like all my clips are my zeal and then for lunch I'm like well do I want a taco from taco bueno or like from taco casa and I'm like that's fine and like for dinner I'll kind of eat whatever and I snack and I eat dove chocolates and I just I love strawberry ice cream from bronze and I just never feel guilty about eating anything and two years ago if I would have ate a like had an ice cream I would have felt like that and I would have like almost punished myself um and I don't have a calorie tracking app anymore um so a lot of things just kind of like drifted just from like feeling safe and secure but that can't really come from a guy either and I I I always wonder how that would have panned out for me if I didn't meet him if I still kind of would have been on that track of like eating in that same pattern um but luckily I didn't uh, but I'm just here to say that if you are exhibiting any of those behaviors, I am not judging you. And I'm not saying, like, it is wrong, it is bad. I mean, it, it it is, but, like, I just want you to know, like, I've gone through it too, and it's okay, and it will get better. But the first step to realizing is just recognizing that there is an unhealthy mental pattern if you are um, – doing those things and specifically if you're doing them and you think it's okay and that it's healthy and it's not about like what's right and wrong it's more about like what is healthy for you and like what um helps you like thrive and grow and that lifestyle is actually just like shriveling you up and so this isn't to like shame you or um make you feel guilty that's like the last thing I would ever want to do specifically to a woman but I just want you to kind of understand some of the signs and behaviors of these um whether diagnosed or undiagnosed eating disorders body dysphoria um etc um so yeah yes today's episode was a lot I know that's a lot of information about food um and eating and dieting but now I'm at Brahms and I'm eating my strawberry cone and I don't feel bad about it at all so um, maybe that's your sign to go to Brahms and get yourself an ice cream um, because you don't have to do anything to earn that. You don't have to run to earn that. You don't have to work out to earn that. Um, eat an ice cream because you enjoy it and um, savor it. You don't have to prove yourself or do anything um, to eat um, or just to live. So hope you got something out of today. Who the heck knows what I'll talk about next. It'll be something. So. Have a great rest of your day with whatever you're doing. Bye.